0: Today, we talk California politics, Bernie Sanders continuing to be the Democratic frontrunner, and President Trump downplays the seriousness of the coronavirus. I'm Chandler. This is the Matt and Chan Show.
1: All right, listeners, welcome back. This is the Matt
0: and Chan Show. Good morning, Matt. It's uh, nice to be back on the podcast.
1: Yeah, good morning, Chan. How you doing, man?
0: I'm doing great. Yeah, coming off a, a pretty great week, and um, yeah, excited to dig into the news cycle.
1: Yeah, I know we're going to be having some California politics on here. We got Bernie Sanders, and we have some other national news we're going to actually hit on here in a few minutes. I know we're going to be taking some callers. Um, it should be a good time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, do we want to jump right into the caller? Yeah. And some California politics.
1: Yeah, let's uh, let's let's get the caller list going real quick. Um, I know we have a special guest coming on this morning, um, so let's let's get that phone call um, going, and we'll we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, just for those who maybe aren't in California, uh, we're going to be talking some things, some uh, local news. We have a Proposition Thirteen on the ballot for this uh, early March election, um, and yeah definitely California is well known for its very high tax rates and this would threaten to increase them even further. Um, it definitely is a issue that a lot of California residents, especially conservatives in California and business owners are concerned about is the high tax rates. And so, yeah, we're going to have a great guest on actually a relative of Matt White's, uh, on the podcast today i think uh he just about has that caller ready to go so yeah uh matt you want to introduce our caller
1: yeah we have sherry white here from fresno california also known as my grandma so welcome to the show thank you yeah so prop 13 is the big topic of the day for californians Um, so, what are your thoughts on Prop 13 and the proposed 15 billion bond for brick and mortar and um, education funding?
2: Well, from what I can see, uh, it's <laughs> they're trying to do us in. I think um, if our if our property taxes go up, and I realize that they're they're saying that they're going to start out with just businesses, and it won't affect the homeowner, but That is never the case. Once they get their foot in the door, it will spread everywhere. And uh, if they raise our property taxes even 1%, it will double, double what we are paying now.
1: Yeah, and it looks back to um, Prop 13 in 1978 as well, um, how that was capped at 2% so that California would not be able to pretty much um, gouge people, um, homeowners here in California.
2: if they can pass this. Yeah. And, uh, yep. and People are already leaving the state in droves. People with businesses, private individuals, they are leaving the state because of the taxes and because of the things that are happening. And uh, if they pass this, they will lose even more. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're not going to have anybody left with the homeless in this state.
1: Yep. Agreed. <laughs> yeah, I know that's another big issue that is going to be coming up on the ballot. I'm assuming there'll probably be some more additional taxes from Gavin Newsom coming. I know he wants to push Medicare for all in California and there's a lot of big projects. I know with the bullet train um, we were talking about just recently um, and, and everything that's been going on with the plans for California, this new California um, that Gavin Newsom's presented, that's no different than what Jerry Brown had when he was in office.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, one advantage that I have is that I'm a lot older than you, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I have lived in California most of my life. And while I have not always understood the politics when I was younger, I do know that things have changed a lot, mm-hmm. and uh, they are not—they are not getting better. Yep. Uh, They—it's uh, just—it's getting harder and harder on people. That's why they're leaving the state. And uh, I don't blame them. I've often said if I could afford it, I would
1: leave too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Especially Idaho and Texas right now. The The cost of living is right. way down. A lot of people will get a lot more bang for their buck in Texas or Idaho because housing and stuff has just continuously gone up in California. And people think Bernie Sanders is going to fix everything.
2: Oh, wrong. <laughs> wrong answer.
1: Oh, we got a little Trump wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yep. Well, I mean, you you want
2: to to talk about socialism, look at Venezuela. They used to be a rich country, Mm -hmm. uh, oil rich, and uh, they were in pretty good shape down there until the socialists came in and now people are eating their pets because they have nothing to eat. They're leaving that country in droves.
1: Yep, and all the other neighboring countries are getting an influx of people immigrating to their country because of Venezuela. And I have a friend of mine, Sean, who studies venezuelan politics and i know we just had him on two weeks ago and he's he talks about just he just it thinks it's interesting how an oil rich country like venezuela and how socialism impacted it so quickly nationalizing the oil and what happened there and just pretty much like you said the homeless it's like people are just homeless people are eating on the streets or eating stuff off the streets it's it's like people are so desperate there oh
2: it's terrible it's absolutely terrible and uh and that's what socialism does to a country,
1: carried yep. to the extreme. Yep, and and I think the biggest thing now we have to debunk is democratic socialism. Uh huh. So, and I think that's the biggest biggest word, especially on the left, of hey, it's it's better, it's democratic, it's it's a way of having socialism, but with an American spin on it. It's supposed to make everything better. It's gonna everybody's going to be happy. Everybody's Medicare is going to be. Um, covered, everybody's going to be able to sing Kumbaya and be able to be happy um, that everything's paid for. And where is all this money coming from? Exactly. Yeah.
2: You know, it's, I mean, it's coming from us. Uh, supposedly it's for our benefit, but we're still paying for it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. And
2: now, it's just going into a different pocket and that's the problem.
1: Yep, and California. Each year, there seems to be a new tax. Um, last year, with Prop Six, the gas tax, which is pretty much allows California to raise taxes on people, um, like on on gas, with act- actually no voter approval. So, it, oh. each year they keep continuing to gain state control, and oh. yeah, and like we say, like a conservative vote in California doesn't go far, just because. Um, we're the minority here in California because of San Francisco, LA being the most populated cities, right. um, in the U S and yeah. So what are your thoughts on, um, some other things going on in California? Do you feel like Gavin Newsom's tackling the homeless problem or making it worse? Uh, oh, uh, it has been getting
2: worse ever since he's been in and, and Jerry Brown was no prince. Mm-hmm. you know, I didn't like his policies either, but, uh, Gavin Newsom is trying to take it to a whole new level. Yeah. And he's, he's going to end up with a third world country state.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I know he said two weeks ago, he comes out and he says California is the state of never Trumpers.
2: <laughs> uh, well, he's not speaking for all of us.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I'm like, and it goes back to the way me and Chan have talked about Trump many times before. Trump, you don't have to like the guy, you don't have to like any of the rhetoric he comes out. I know a lot of people don't like the way he says things or communicates his points across, but he has results, and that's what it's all about, the economy. And of course, the economy's been suffering because of the, course, uh, of course, the coronavirus um, and the, the pandemic that's supposed to be a worldwide. Any thoughts on the coronavirus at all? I'm sorry. Uh, any thoughts on the coronavirus?
2: puffing up so big on the news that it sounds like it's already here
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> well you know uh, like we've talked before uh, it is a real thing and it could be dangerous for especially certain groups of people like the elderly and you know which I've put myself in that group but you know we have to be as careful as we can and we trust in God and that's you know That's kind of the bottom line there. But I think, uh, and it's my own personal opinion, that they're blowing this up so big as to cause the markets to, to start to crash, which mm-hmm. is what they're doing yep. this morning, as I saw on the news, uh, to make Trump look bad again. If they can't do it with the Russia thing and uh, all the other tricks that they've tried and impeachment and the whole nine yards, then we'll do it with a disease.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's it's a big, massive ploy to take down Donald Trump, and we're seeing that with the Democrats and their agenda to, we are going to take down Donald Trump. I know Hillary Clinton came out this morning says that she wants to start a podcast so that people can hear the truth and that we can retire Trump for good.
2: Oh, for Pete's sake. I wouldn't listen to her if she was the only podcast on her <laughs>
1: Exactly. I know most people are tired of the Clintons and their reign, and we had Bill Clinton, and then she runs, and and that was a disaster, as we saw in 2016. Um, but yeah, Grandma, thanks for calling in. Um, we we love your your feedback on a lot of the California politics, and I look forward to having you on again.
2: Well, I thank you very much, and uh, I think my final word on this whole thing is to look to God. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is the ultimate in authority, and he is the one who ultimately decides what happens on this earth, and we are only responsible to do what we know to do that's right.
1: Exactly. So uh Okay,
2: so thank you very much for having me on, sir.
1: Awesome. Thank you. Awesome. So we're going to get into our next part of our show. We're going to talk some more national news. Um, Chandler's going to talk about the coronavirus and some other uh, big news in the Democratic race. I know Bernie Sanders has been making and gaining ground. Um, but yeah, we'll be back in just a few minutes. Today's episode was brought
0: to you by Fancher Creek Pool Services, quality service, competitive pricing. Matt, why don't you
1: tell us a little bit more about Fancher Creek Pool Services? With over 13 years of experience in the pool maintaining industry, we are experts You need to take care of your home or business. We can handle everything from cleaning to maintaining We will treat your home as we treat our own. Give Fancher Creek Pool Service a call today. Um, Call them today at 559-601-6082. One more time, 559-601-6082. Fancher Creek Pool Services.
0: And we're back. So uh, we're going to dive into some Democrat presidential nomination polling data. Um, I've got up here the real real clear politics uh, polling average. Uh, We have Bernie Sanders all the way up at 29.5% over Joe Biden's 18.0 and Bloomberg's 14.7. Warren and Buttigieg hanging in there at 12.0 and 10.3, respectively. Um, So yeah, this is definitely the highest we've seen Bernie polling this entire race, um, with a significant lead over Biden. Uh, Biden's dropped off precipitously, uh, and some of the other candidates are rising slowly, uh, but obviously nobody to the level of Bernie Sanders. Last week, if you listen to the podcast, we uh, did a, a deep dive into. Bernie Sanders policies, and we sort of broke apart piece by piece uh, how terrible they would be for our nation's health. Um, and yeah, that that's kind of the the gist on Bernie Sanders. Matt, thoughts on Bernie? Uh, thoughts on the
1: the polling data? He's just going to continue to be the front runner. South Carolina, if Joe Biden doesn't win, Bernie, I think, is going to take the nomination. Um, this is going to be a big state for Biden. He's trying to pull himself. In I I don't even know like Biden like last this last week he's at a rally I don't even know if he's running for president or if he's (laughs) running for senate we have a sound clip real quick we're gonna pull up this is Joe Biden at I think his last rally I think this was South Carolina last week because he left early Um, here is sound clip number one from Joe Biden it's gonna be
0: you really are you're the ones that sent Bill Clinton to the presidency. And you're the ones that sent Barack Obama the presidency. And I have a simple proposition here. I'm here to ask you for your help. Where I come from, you don't get far unless you ask. My name's Joe Biden. I'm a Democratic candidate for the United States Senate. Look me over. If you like what you see, help out. If not, both the other by give me a look though, okay? That's all I really got to say to you. I'm about I got two minutes and thirty seconds left. I'm looking at the clock down
1: here. What? <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly what I thought. You're running for Senate now.
0: Yeah, well, the whole speech there is completely incoherent and it, it goes nowhere. Give me a look, though, right? Like that's a um, that's going to get you some
1: votes, Joe. Yes, exactly. Um, I, I think that he's pretty much out of this race. I think Bernie's going to probably, he's highly likely to take the nomination. But even with that alone, I think Trump's numbers are too good at the moment, to say Bernie could win the election. But also, I don't want to say, oh, yeah, Bernie has no chance because we said the same thing about Donald Trump in 2016. Hillary was supposed to win the election. And, of course, the news and media helped with that. But he's not, he's not out of it. I wouldn't say, um, yeah, but I know we talked last week about the socialist principles of Bernie Sanders. And this election is going to be capitalism versus socialism, which we'll get into in a little bit. Um, but, yeah, Chan, what do we want to go to next? Um. Yeah, you uh
0: did a little bit of looking at like how the Dow Jones was doing. Obviously, some uh some recent uh, record lows of um, since two
1: thousand eight. You want to get into that briefly? So yeah, the Nasdaq down two hundred fifty nine points. Um, Dow Jones down eight hundred fifty three points. It's its seventh day in the red. Um, not looking good. A lot of the coronavirus, which we're gonna get into here in a minute. Um, just the the economic instability that the coronavirus has uh, created because of the WHO coming out and talking about it being a worldwide pandemic. And this is a big issue because in the U.S., the U.S. has done really well with um, combating the coronavirus, and we don't really have um, as much of a disastrous uh, effects for the coronavirus as other countries have had. Italy has been suffering. Iran has been suffering. Of course, China has been suffering. And we just see it across the board as the world um, has been dealing with the coronavirus. So, Chan, what are your thoughts on the coronavirus? And since we've talked about it like a month and a half ago, now where we're at now?
0: Yeah, you know, it's definitely grown uh, to a higher proportion than I expected it to. And a lot of that is related to how much China was downplaying it. And I think we continue to see China downplay the um, detrimental effects of the coronavirus uh, you know, there's uh, definitely something to be said about why the um, the stock market isn't doing well as a result. I would say this is a great time to invest because everything's dropping to such a low point. But if uh, coronavirus does rise to a, a very serious pandemic level, it will be something that we have to um, or, or that will affect the economy long term. Uh, so, yeah, I think you know, President Trump touched on the cr- coronavirus. This was two days ago now, or maybe just yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, he had uh, some things to say. Do you want to talk on that briefly? I have a, a article up while you while you talk.
1: Yeah, a lot of what the news media has been talking about Donald Trump is that he's downplaying it. That it's just, as um, we heard, the common cold. And and this is a lot of people are like, "Oh my gosh, Trump doesn't know how to deal with the coronavirus. This is the end for Donald Trump." And as we talked we had our caller, um, this, this is such a big deal that we need to act now. And, of course, there, there's a big thing and there's this big scare here in the U.S. because, of course, we don't want the coronavirus to be a worldwide pandemic. But they're also the media is weaponizing the coronavirus against Donald Trump as a way to, to help tank his numbers. The economy is slipping. And what are, you, what are your thoughts, Chan? That is, this, is this something that's a big blow to the Trump presidency at all? Uh, with just what's going on?
0: Well, I definitely think it's a bad look for President Trump to um, be taking on uh, addressing the coronavirus. He's definitely not an expert when it comes to um, disease and uh, virology, I think is the correct term. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think he should leave this up to the appropriate people in his administration to discuss this. Um, He's not wrong saying that... uh, that we have the financial resources to be able to deal with the coronavirus. And uh, I guess the house and the Senate said that they would approve funding uh, as needed, which he said was uh, surprising and uh, a good thing. So I think we have the infrastructure in place and we have the financial and manpower resources available Mm -hmm. to contain coronavirus much better than say China or Italy. Um, yeah, it, it won't be. I, I can't imagine it being something completely catastrophic to America, except on a financial
1: uh, standpoint. Yeah. And so Trump has already assigned uh, Mike Pence to lead um, pretty much the fight against the coronavirus. And, and as uh, Sherry said earlier about having just preventative measures, just washing your hands, things that you would do to help prevent the flu, um, spread in your community, just doing those simple measures will be good in the long run. Um, yeah, I think that's the best way we can, um, combat this right now until we get either a vaccine or some other solutions to figure out how to deal with the coronavirus. But I think right now, uh, 2% of people that have the coronavirus, um, have died. And I think that's interesting because here in the U S we have people dying from the flu, more often than we have people dying from the coronavirus. And I think that's a bigger issue, I think, at the moment.
0: Correct. And you don't see people overly concerned about the flu. You know, people get their flu shots. You take the normal preventive measures, washing your hands, avoiding, uh, you know, like shaking too many people's hands or whatever, like common uh, measures that you would take.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I, I can't, yeah, I, I just can't see uh, the coronavirus being on a bigger scale than that. Of course, the whole thing with it is we don't know. um, Yeah. And that's what makes the coronavirus so uh, intimidating is that we don't have much research on it yet.
1: Yeah. And I think in the coming days, we'll probably figure out, I know um, Israel was talking about, we'll have a vaccine in a few weeks and I think there'll be other ways to combat it, but just be, be careful. I think when you look for information about the coronavirus, as me and Chan have done research on the coronavirus, there is a lot of misinformation about it. The media is not going to be on Trump's side, of course, um, in combating the the coronavirus. And I think it's a thing if we need to be united as Americans to fight this, we can't be uh, just hating on Trump because he's not an expert, he's not a doctor, and I think we have to look at it as a nation and how can we help prevent it and how we can help other countries better respond to the coronavirus like Iran. Like Iran, 10% of their population is sick with the coronavirus and they are—they have already canceled morning prayers uh, today. And there's a lot of other measures. I know Italy has been dealing with it heavily, and they have to find ways to to um, deal with this. I know Italy has 528 cases um, and 14 deaths, and um, it just continues to go up. And yeah, just—I just say, just do the do the things as a good citizen would do um, to help prevent. Yourself from getting sick and helping others from getting sick. So, yeah, I think that's all we have on the coronavirus today, right?
0: Yeah, definitely. And, um, do we have anything else though you want to get to today or do you want to wrap things up move into the closing corner
1: segment? Um I didn't know if you wanted to talk about Bernie. I know we had the little clip about him trying to pay for his plan. Oh yes, yeah. definitely we have to hit this. Yeah, I know Chan has been working on his impressions of Bernie Sanders this past week. I know he's he's a he's a, I think he's a pretty good impression on Bernie Sanders. Uh, it's uh mediocre at
0: best, but what let, let's uh, throw it to the man himself. Yeah, let's see.
2: The cost of your agenda. Yesterday, you released information about how you will pay for your major proposals, but not all of your details are clear. You've proposed more than $50 trillion in new spending. You've said Medicare for all will Over cost 10 $30 period. trillion. Dollars, but you can only explain how you'll pay for just about half of that. Can you do the math for the rest of us?
1: How many hours do you have?
2: Two.
0: I I love how she responds to like she, she's actually going to sit there and listen to
1: Bernie Sanders ramble on about taxing the rich for two hours. Yeah, it's just it's crazy because like we said last week, this plan is supposed to be $34 trillion and there's no way of really paying for this plan at all. And like, I think that's what I think we should close with is talking about socialism. What are some benefits to capitalism and why it works in the US? It's not the perfect system but it is a lot better than socialism in a lot of aspects and i think like we said this election is going to come down to are we do we approve of capitalism or do we approve of socialism and we've seen it like venezuela is a key example and some other countries around the world we have north korea you have we have countries that have so much state control and we look at the effects of it on the people it's not good
0: yeah, absolutely, and uh, you know Bernie Sanders when he was kind of pressed on uh, Cuba's uh, state control of uh, various industries, he said, "Oh yes, they they were uh, authoritarian, but they had good literacy rates." Mm-hmm. Um, yes, and, and there goes my mediocre uh, Bernie impression. But to to harp on like, oh yeah, we increased literacy rates. Who cares that we uh, threw you know thousands of people in prison? I'm not sure how many people um, were killed in Cuba in order to uh, put the communists in power. So I, I don't want to touch on that. But that usually goes without saying with a, uh, a communist country. Yeah, it's crazy
1: because what helped, like, it helps the people to be literate, but then you're killing them at the same time. They it just, it's so, like, like anti productive.
0: Yeah, it, it's a, a bad
1: defense of state control of industry. Like, let's forget about all the people that have died of socialism, but hey, we got good literacy programs. (laughs) Right. You
0: can, while you're sitting in your gulag, you can read about your family starving to death. Yeah.
1: Fantastic. I know, and Bernie Sanders, even in the 80s, this guy, very radical socialist, and there's a reason why socialism is not liked in the U.S., because we know that it doesn't work, and I'm just sad to see that our education system has failed to um, help people understand what socialism really is and why capitalism is the better of the two. And I think we need to get these people, at least in um, like our teachers and stuff, to be like um, educating students on the pros and cons of both and right. why, why we're not talking about it. Because it seems like a lot of people think, oh, yeah, I'm going to have my uh, college debt paid off. Where's that money coming from? That's going to be the biggest question is how can we pay for all these programs um, if we can barely even pay for our systems now? Right. Absolutely. Um, I know that, yeah,
0: socialism, communism, they, they sound great on paper. Like you said, oh, I'll get my college paid for. People won't be starving from lack of money mm-hmm. until you look at what it does no, capitalism, it creates unequal amounts of wealth, while socialism creates equal amounts of poverty. Mm-hmm. I'll take the unequal amounts of wealth anytime over um, everybody having an equal amount of poverty.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think about it. Capitalism is evident in everything we have today. You call an Uber, capitalism. Somebody came up with an idea to see, hey, Let's fix this problem of people not getting taxis. And, and the thing is, you look about it, years ago, Uber was not a, a good, like this was like, or not Uber, but getting a car, like a private service, that was only for people that had money. And you look at all the ease of access, like apps that we have, and just the, the things is people saw a need for these items, and that's capitalism. We live it each and every day. And, and a lot of people are like, no, state control. That's why um, I was watching PragerU, they compared it to the DMV. like you don't like going to the DMV. Nobody likes going to the DMV, but you do like going to Starbucks. You people like going to stores that they like to shop at, but think about it. Imagine if the government took over all of these things, there would be less choices, um, less options. And think about it. If, um, if Apple would have been controlled by the government, I don't even think we'd be on the iPhone. What are we on the XR right now? XS.
0: I don't even know. I'm still on my iPhone eight, so yeah, uh, <laughs>
1: I'm on I'm on the iPhone six, but I don't even think we'd have made it past the iPhone three. I know I was watching a PragerU video on this and just the effects of capitalism and why socialism, like like why do why do people want more government control when everybody's very happy with the many things that we ha- already have? Yeah.
0: I have a, a tweet pulled up here kind of uh, addressing Bernie's tax rate. Oh, tweet. A a, tweet? A long, a long.
1: what's what's Twitter? Twitter? What?
0: What? Yeah, it, it gets pretty hard when you uh, are a geriatric communist to keep up with Twitter. But Oh,
1: I'm not a communist. <laughs> I like bread lines. I like giving people stuff. A free Medicare for all. This is I think this is the future of America.
0: <laughs> I dig it. Um, so this is from uh, Charlie Kirk who's a political oh, commentator. Kirk. So um, he says, facts. Bernie wants a $15 minimum wage. That would mean a gross salary of $31,200 for a 40-hour work week. But he wants to tax everybody making more than $29,000 a year, 52%. That would mean making a gross salary. Sorry, my phone just cut out on me. A, a gross salary of $31,200 for a, a 40-hour work week. Sorry. uh, But he wants to tax everyone making above $29,000 a year, 52%. That'd be a gross salary of $14,976, $288 a week. $288 divided by 40 hour work week is $7.20 per hour. Mm -hmm. So he wants a $15 minimum wage, but it's going to tax you to make it $7.20 per hour. Socialism sucks.
1: Agreed, and if you look at it, Bernie actually has that tax plan. I know there's a there's a graphic for that tax plan that he would tax people making over twenty nine thousand dollars a year, um, and pretty much the thing about socialism is I think everybody's equal, but everybody's equally miserable. That's the way I think of it. Like yep. I think if you tax everybody out of out of their mind, like if you tax everybody, pretty much half of what they're or more than what they're already making it it, it doesn't like have anything um, beneficial except for the people that are at the top like bernie sanders and his three houses everybody has a lake house right? right yeah exactly and and
0: yeah bernie sanders is just so out of touch with reality that he has no idea what the people really need and um, even what the people want you know it and to impose the government's desires for you know, people, even people's literacy and and things like that. Or you have like, uh, Mike Bloomberg saying that, uh, or or what they did in New York with, uh, cutting out large sodi, uh, uh, large, uh, sugary beverage, uh, containers. And, um, I think they also did some uh, restrictions on like certain fatty or, or sodium high food. Um, like, the government shouldn't be telling you what to eat. There's a, a quote from uh, Parks and Rec, the, the character Ron Swanson, who said, "Like, uh, and this is a paraphrase. Like, the great thing about America is that if you want to uh, uh, eat a bunch of junk food, swell up to 500 pounds, and uh, die of a heart attack, you can, and that's beautiful to me." That that was uh, Ron Swanson's uh, take on it, but. Really, there is something to that. The government shouldn't be telling you what you can and can't eat. It shouldn't be telling you, you know, which, like, how much you have to pay for a certain thing, how much the wage should be. These are things that
1: should be in the control of the free market. Mm -hmm. And it goes back to just the founding of government control versus god-given rights absolutely it says we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal that they are endowed by their creator with certain and unalienable rights that among these are life liberty and the pursuit of happiness that to secure these rights governments are instituted among men deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed that whoever any form of government becomes destructive of the ends is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it
0: yeah absolutely And, and that makes it very clear that The rights and freedoms that we have aren't given to us by the government, they uh precede the government. The government's only here to make sure that those rights aren't taken
1: away. Mm -hmm. And and it and it goes into our big topics of the day: gun control. You have there's just ways that the government can come in and take more control of. And we see it in California each and every day through taxes. California may not um have people like stuck here, like you can leave the state. But if you live in the state, you are in bondage to taxes. You are stuck in it. And, it's, and it sucks because um, California, they just want to keep increasing taxes and increasing things that um, Californians are almost tired of paying for, like, uh, like California's roads. Um, we've been talking about for the past 20 years about roads and fixing them, but you never see our roads look any better than what they've been in uh, years past. Um, it just doesn't get better and government is not efficient. It wasn't meant to make people happy. Government's meant to keep rule of law and people think that the government is here to give them a handout and a wave to, the thing is the government isn't made to made products. That's what we were talking about earlier. They're not here to make, there's no reason for them to, there's no incentive. And that's what capitalism is. Right. Yeah.
0: I, I think that's a great thought to close on. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, socialism takes and capitalism makes. I know that's a big Prager PragerU slogan and, and it's absolutely true that if you want innovation and uh, reduced costs cost of products and services, capitalism is the way to go. It's not a perfect system, but it sure beats the alternative.
1: Yeah, and I just think that um, as we keep seeing a push for socialism, that we have to keep educating people on why socialism isn't good and why capitalism is the better. Even i even this past week, we're talking about environmental law and policy, one of the classes I'm taking here at uh, FPU. And socialism wouldn't be better for the environment either. And usually the people that fall into, like the socialists say it would be better for the environment, but no, it's because we can just run through all of our goods and stuff because we need to make sure we meet the needs of everyone and everybody's equal. So yeah, I just think it's it's an interesting It's an interesting dilemma that we're dealing with now in politics, especially with people. Oh, you're on the right side or the left side. Uh, I'm right. You're wrong. And we see each and every day. uh, And it's just up to you, the American people, our fellow Americans, to be able to educate other people on the basic principles of what this country was founded on from the Constitution onward. And yeah, I think that's, that's it. Yeah, that's a great place to stop. Yeah, so um keep listening to the Matt and Chan show. We love to hear feedback. You can email us at Matt and chan at gmail.com and you can give us feedback if you want to come on the show. We love hearing differing opinions. I know we have some people coming on in the in the coming weeks. I know Robert from Boston wants to come on. He's he's a, our economic guy. He's gonna probably come on and talk about more about the Bernie plan and probably some other things, maybe some solutions to maybe healthcare and ways that we can pay pay for it. Cause the man, the man's intelligent. He's got it. He's in a degree in economics right now, and he's working in finance and political science and everything I could think of. Uh, and then I know Sean will probably have him on again. I know Sean's a very valuable asset to the Matt and Chan show. He he comes on. He just spills knowledge. I know I like to hear more on like Venezuela and his thoughts on everything that's going on there. Um, Chan, do you have any other ideas for people coming on? Um, um, people that you know that want to come on?
0: I mean, it would be great to bring on some local politicians. Uh, yeah, no real thoughts though on on other people. Um, Maybe get some Jerry Dyer on here. That, that would Devin be fantastic. Nunez. Yeah, give Devin Nunez a call. I know we would uh, see a huge spike in listeners if we got him if we got Devin onto the show.
1: Oh yeah, and I'm thinking we got we got a lot of a lot of people coming on. We have some ideas we want to just have. Um diversified opinions and i think that's that's our goal with this podcast and we are we are new so we're building that base and we can only do it through you the listeners so stick around next week we'll have some more stuff to talk about and yeah just keep listening i know we got merch coming up i know we're going to try to get a social media campaign going the matt and chan show
0: yeah, and, and if you are enjoying listening to the Matt and Chan show, make sure to uh, subscribe on wherever you listen to podcasts and also share this with your friends if you enjoy it. Maybe your conservative friends, maybe your left leaning friends. Um, definitely get the
1: word out. Yep. Um, till next week, this is the Matt and Chan show.
2: This yes. is